Welcome back to Frankfurt in the Deutsche Goldmess Trevor Hall, continuing our road through the junior companies uh, presenting here in, in Frankfurt. I am now sitting next to Scott Bertel, CEO of Snowline Gold. They trade on the CSE with SGD and on the OTC QB with SNWGF. Uh, I just finished a panel on tax loss selling. Uh, so if you're trying to offset any gains in this sector, uh, if you have gains, you are probably a shareholder of Snowline Gold because uh, there's not too many of these projects out there that are up substantially this year. Uh, Scott, uh, we're wrapping up the year. It's been a transformative year for the company. You've got to feel pretty good where you and the team sit right now. Yeah, we're, uh, we're definitely happy with the rocks that are coming out of the ground and now the assays that are coming back from the lab. So uh, you're right, I think transformative is, a, is an appropriate word and uh, it certainly feels that way. Uh, let's, let's talk about these assay results. Uh, you just published uh, a new round of assay results. The headline hole uh, was hole 14, 1.45 grams per ton gold over 285 meters. That included 128 meters of two and a half grams per ton gold. Uh, this project continues to deliver from you. I guess, I guess you know, we all know the results and we know how promising they look. I want to know what your biggest challenge is right now. Mm -hmm. um, I guess it's uh, deciding what to do next year uh, when we don't have complete information. Of course, in exploration, you never have complete uh, information, but um, you know, uh, we are going aggressively. We're well-financed and uh, and so uh, we're putting the pieces into place to hit the ground running next year with a kind of rough idea of what that plan is going to be. But, uh, but you know, we've, and, and we're trying to get every duck into the row that we can at this point. But of course, with this assay backlog, um, we're still waiting on 80% of our, of our drill results from the season. And we're also, um, what doesn't really get into the spotlight too much is, uh, is all the surface work we did um, this season. And, you know, we will be, uh, sharing more of that as uh, as we get more information on it, but we we worked across our whole uh, property portfolio, so seven projects across the Yukon, and um, and ultimately uh, weighing those results against each other. I mean, we need results to kind of figure out how things worked. So um, so yeah, I, I guess just balancing uh, what we know with uh, where we're going is uh, mm -hmm. is been a little bit of a challenge, but that should get easier as as assays come back in and. Uh, we're hoping that the, we'll have the final ones in hand. Uh, I don't know exactly when, but we're hoping for you know February or March um, at the latest. Uh, just basing that on last year when we saw uh, results from like the first valley holes we drilled in September, we got those back in in uh, January and February. This year we drilled in October, so maybe yeah, if the if the timeline's the same, it'll be February March. Okay, so I guess what I guess my general question here is. What do you know now after this round of assays or, you know, or how about just the round of drilling? What do you know now about uh, Valley and these projects that you didn't know, you know, from springtime? Mm -hmm. uh, we know a lot. We know that. Uh, so in the spring, we had uh, we had the results back from those four holes that we drilled on right. the edge of the system in September 2021. And uh, and those hit nice intervals of nice grades for this kind of a system. Uh, but they weren't in the intrusion. They were right on the edge of the intrusion. And uh, and so we didn't really know at that point how this behaves within the intrusion. We drilled on the edge because that's where the outcrops are. There's hornfells, so it's a little bit more resistant to 
uh, erosion. And so there's kind of a natural barrier in the valley bottom there. And there's a canyon cutting through it. And so you can sample the rocks. You can see the rocks. So, okay, this has been eyes. Let's drill it. We didn't know if, uh, if that was enrichment based on the, uh, the Hornfels um, just interacting with the fluids differently than uh, they would be, then the fluids would uh, kind of um, interact with the intrusion, which is, is very little in these systems. Um, and so, uh, so, yeah, it could be that we step out on the intrusion and find a pretty weak system. We really didn't know anything about Valley uh, when, we, uh, when we started this season uh, in that sense. You know, we hadn't tested the intrusion. And so now we know, uh, we have a pretty good idea of the scale uh, and uh, of, the, of the really core zone of this system, which is a, a significant tonnage. Um, we have, uh, and yeah, we're getting a, a good idea of that uh, distribution of veins and of visible gold in the system. And, uh, and critically, we're seeing grades, and we're seeing grades that are really unusual, unusually high for this uh, kind of a gold system. This is traditionally thought of as a just big bulk tonnage, subgram sort of system, but like good metallurgy, good consistency makes it work. And so to be seeing the grades that we're seeing, that's the most transformative aspect of uh, of our results this season. And to see them starting at surface, seeing them consistent across hundreds of meters, um, it has us uh, extremely excited. Uh, what, so give me, I know, I know you're like looking at next year, uh, but give me a sense of like, you know, ideally, what would you be going after when you get back to camp in the spring? Yeah, um, so we're gonna go after a, a couple of different things. And okay. um, one is, is going back to Valley, you know, there'll be more work to do there. And what exactly that work is will depend on uh, how these assays come back and, you know, what questions they raise, uh, where we might want to uh, just better demonstrate continuity um, and where we can uh, grow this volume in, in three dimensions in terms of like, okay, well, you know, this hole is, is super mineralized and it's right on the edge. So let's go drill behind it and see what's there. Um, and so, you know, Valley is going to command uh, a, a lot of attention still. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we're, we're awaiting drill results on the Gracie target, which we drilled this year. That's a, what we think is a sibling intrusion to Valley. Uh, it's about four kilometers to the east. It doesn't daylight. Uh, and so uh, hopefully those results will help us vector towards the actual intrusion. We didn't hit it, but we did hit mineralization. We did hit mineralized hornfells, similar to what we hit uh, in September 2021, except uh, this time instead of beside the intrusion, well, we may still be beside it, but we're above it. Um, and so... Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll use that to, to vector towards that intrusion and hopefully we can uh, use that for some uh, very educated uh, uh, targeted holes at Gracie next year. Um, and then, uh, and stepping out, I mean, it's so, Valley captures so much attention uh, that it's easy to get kind of wrapped up in Valley and what are we doing with Valley? But so we founded the company uh, with the idea that this, there's a district out here. We weren't looking for Valley specifically. We weren't looking for any of the targets that we've uh, what well, we were looking collectively at, at all these targets that were coming out in the data. And, um, and so, you know, we want to keep building that district and keep discovering and not lose the forest for any one tree. I mean, we don't want to uh, spread ourselves too thin, obviously, but, uh, but we're looking to do a lot of work uh, building on the generative work that we did this year and hopefully making more new discoveries. You've, you, earlier in the year, uh, early fall, you went out and, well, actually late summer, you raised a bunch of money, $22.5 million. And then I think there was an extra three that came in after that, so 25, give or take. Um, you know, drilling there is, is expensive. And so I'm just, I guess generally, how do you, is there, is there pressure on you and the team 
to get to some sort of resource calculation? And how do you balance the cost of exploration up there with getting to that technical delivery of a resource estimate? Yeah, well, I guess the question is whether technical delivery of a resource estimate is the end goal or like the next milestone. And uh, ultimately, we think that looking at this kind of a system, given the continuity, given the scale, given the grades, um, that, you know, driving it towards a resource might not be the most efficient use of capital, um, mm. at least to, to aggressively go there at the expense of discovery elsewhere. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that we're not going to go towards a resource. Um, but uh, but it's, it's I, I guess, um, and I've said this before, but it's kind of Arequipa-esque in terms of uh, just the, the continuity that we're seeing and having good grades right at surface and that sort of a thing. And so I think that just in continuing to obviously be uh, open with our, our information and, uh, and showing what we have, I think that, uh, you know, that will add value by, uh, by showing uh, essentially what's there um mm -hmm. maybe that sounds uh just well it's very you know it's a similar strategy to what um chris taylor and great bear did right you know they were on the verge of putting out that first initial resource estimate with dixie and ended up selling before they even got there now we don't even know when we'll get that resource estimate that's right if uh if you look at uh the amount of drilling though, and that's, that's the key difference that really right, right. Think, makes us think that that's a reasonable approach for us for now, um, is that this, this bulk tonnage system is so much easier to understand. And you know, we think we'll have, a, or could have a similar level of certainty, um, which is, you know, obviously you're not a resource stage yet, or in the Great Barrier, in their right, case, right. they weren't there yet, we're not there yet. But on the, on the tail of our final assays this season, um, if you go back and you look at Valley and put it all together, uh, you know, with uh, less than, what, 5% of the amount of drilling uh, that they did with their 300 plus thousand meters, uh, you know, we might have a similar level of understanding and potentially even a similar scale on the back of 5% of that drilling. And so, um, yeah, you'd, you'd asked earlier about, uh, you know, our costs and how we balance mm -hmm. that. And really, uh, you know, we, we knew uh, starting out that, we picked an expensive area to explore, but that's where the opportunity is as well. And so I think that's really paying off for us because if you look at, uh, you know, dollar per ounce and it, yeah, it may not be on the back of a, of a official resource right out of the gate. I mean, we won't have a resource on the back of uh, the season's drilling, but, um, but dollar per ounce discover, I think we're going to be extremely, extremely competitive. So, so that's where that uh, balance is for us. And I think that, uh, yeah, has, has worked out well. How much money do you have in the bank right now after that fine? After all of a sudden, uh, after the campaign's done this summer? Yeah, it's uh, settling in around uh, $24 million in the Treasury. Okay. So, how much money did you have in the bank before you did that $25 million round? Oh, you're putting money in the spot. I, know. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I believe we were around seven. Okay. Um, we might have been, yeah. It, yeah, I would have to look it up, but I, seven springs to mind. So, you, you're. So how much, I guess, how much was budgeted? What was the budget like for the entire exploration cost 2022? Mm -hmm. How much did you spend? About 13. 13. Yeah. So all, all equal, let's say, I mean, this can get you through another potentially two years. Yeah, it could. Yeah, we could, uh, we could certainly go and still with a reasonable uh, level of uh, enthusiasm out there, uh, make it for, 
for two seasons or we can you know ramp up significantly if we if we see the uh the rationale to do it i don't want to ramp up just for you know excitement's sake i want excitement's sake i want to have uh good targets and good reasons to to drill where we drill but uh yeah you're right it's uh it's a nice treasury we're we're very happy to be in that position we're we're fortunate to be able to um to move ahead like that and i think that comes down to uh some very supportive shareholders that we've had and uh you know uh yeah enthusiastic support for for what we're doing out there so that's been uh uh really good uh do you mind if i ask you i guess it's a little bit of a personal but more of a professional question um I'm just really curious, you know, this, this project has so many eyeballs on it right now mm-hmm. and you as a CEO have a lot of eyeballs on you. It's, do you feel, do you feel a, a tremendous amount of pressure through all this or are you just looking, saying this is the type of deposit that just keeps on giving and I, it's all sales forward. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel a lot of pressure and maybe that's a bad thing, but, uh, Ultimately, the rocks are going to tell the story. I mean, I have to tell the story, and um, I'm grateful for you uh, bringing me on here to help uh, tell the story. But, uh, but at the end of the day, um, you know, the rocks are either going to be good or they're not, and it looks like they're really good. So that's uh, that's exciting. And uh, yeah, um, what's something you've had to cut your teeth on this year that you like? It was a real hard lesson for you. <clears throat> you asked very good questions. Uh, I recall it. Uh, a similar uh, question last time about uh, the uh, best, uh, I think the biggest uh, lesson that I'd learned as a CEO mm. uh, over the past year, and I managed to just kind of bumble through an answer without really answering. So, so you've me... given some, some thought now. <laughs> well, well, the answer to that question I, was, um, yeah, giving it some, some more thought was, uh, I, I guess, the, um, the importance of people and, uh, mm. and the power of people and the power of a good team, which we've really put together at Snowline now. And um, you know, it's just at this time last year, uh, I was sitting in a rented office space. Well, we still have the rented office space in Whitehorse, um, but just on my own and, uh, you know, just, okay, assays are in, let's, let's look at that. Let's type it up and okay, this, you know, this permit needs to go in. And, uh, and now we have, you know, some of the best people I've ever worked with, uh, going night and day. And, uh, it's just, it's totally different and what we can achieve and what we did achieve this season is all on the backs of the team and so um so yeah and i guess maybe that dovetails into an answer to your other question that um yeah i I think learning to um to work with a team to uh you know attempt to lead a team um it's uh yeah it's a a steep learning curve and uh Mm -hmm. you know uh, making sure that you're you're kind of striking the right balances uh staying uh open um with the team trying to uh and and ultimately in in my case just trying to keep up with the team which is a great problem to have um (laughs) just trying not to be uh the uh the weak link in the chain and trying to uh just uh keep things rolling along do you feel like uh i mean at least i do i feel like there's a little bit of a change at the helm going on with new young academic geologists turned CEOs, you know, I think you, you've obviously found a lot of success early in your career. Zach Flood's doing a great job with Kennerlin. Chad Peters is, you know, I put right up there. Uh, Dustin Perry right up there. You know, so there's, there's, there's a group of you guys uh, that are just 
seem like you're, you're in this business for the long haul. Like somebody like me, who's still relatively young, can't continue to watch and back for mm-hmm. a long time. Um, do, you think, do you think about that as being part of this transition of the sector, as being one of the leaders in the forefront of the next generation of explorers and the next generation of natural resource equity markets? Um, yeah, I, I guess so. You know, it's, it's such a cyclical industry that you, um, you know, when there's a wave and I don't know if we can call this a wave, this is, it feels like a bit of a trough, but, uh, <laughs> um, but you know, there, there does seem to be, uh, I guess since 2016, at least a little bit of, if not, uh, a resurgence, at least some activity going on and mm-hmm. some projects kind of clawing along. And, um, yeah, I, I think that there, you know, periodically these, uh, yeah, I mean, we saw it in, in 2011 um, when a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, young CEOs that I've learned a lot from um, kind of uh, got into their roles and, and ran through. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then I don't know if there's, uh, I, I guess you're right that uh, it does seem to be a little bit of a shift towards the technical side as well. Um, I guess I hadn't really considered that. Maybe it's uh, just the stage we are in the markets or something like that, where you just have the people who really get the projects, who are really trying to push the projects. Like, um, you know, it wasn't my dream necessarily to uh, to run the company to be the CEO, but I, I, I knew, or even to launch a company or be involved in a in a junior, but I knew that what we had with these projects and uh, and obviously wanted to see it succeed and wanted to, you know, put what I can into that to, to make these projects. Uh, succeed and so maybe there's some of that going on where uh, you have good technical minds um, uh, that are uh, plus myself um, that are trying to make projects that they see the value in work mm-hmm. well so what made you make that leap like you just said you weren't always thinking about being a CEO of a publicly traded gold explorer so what, what was there something that something specific that happened like you know maybe this is the best path for me even though maybe the week before I wasn't feeling that way yeah well, I think it maybe is more of a best pack path for the company and uh, you know as a as a major shareholder uh, I obviously want to see that um, mm-hmm. and um, and the best path for these projects and so these projects I've been working on uh, a lot of them since inception uh, in in 2008, uh, my dad and, and me flew out to, uh, my dad and I, sorry, flew out to Rogue uh, for the first time. And um, and uh, and yeah, and then we built uh, Einerson from there uh, with his idea that uh, there could be Carlin style mineralization there. And sure enough, Attack found it uh, later and uh, two years later, and we were out there the next day staking claims. And um, and and since that's evolved into a, more of a um, orogenic story, but uh, nonetheless, you know, I, I know these projects very well. Um, you know, I didn't have much like interview experience or anything like that, uh, but I just, it didn't really matter. Like I didn't have to prepare because I knew the projects inside and out. Um, you know, I, I've been in the industry since I was a little kid. Uh, so I, I can kind of connect a lot of the pieces. And so in this situation, uh, you know, I'm sure there are people, um, or not in this situation, but generally speaking, there are, there are many people who do a, a fantastic job here. But in this specific situation, you know, I know the specifics of the Yukon of these projects uh, that uh, that it really just makes sense. And so uh, when that opportunity was there, and uh, and you know, it seemed like the best path forward, then it just uh, 
yeah, it was a way to ensure that uh, that Snowline happens and that uh, that these projects have the best chance of success. Yeah. Scott, I really appreciate your time. We got a little philosophical in there, which I also appreciate. People enjoy to hear that. But uh, uh, best of luck. And there'll be a lot more assays coming out from Snowline here in the coming months. Uh, you'll be preparing for 2023, obviously, as well. Um, uh, you're welcome on the pod anytime. I appreciate uh, you know the stories and the insight. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Trevor. I really appreciate having me on. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.